beyond simple moderation because we are going to send real-time alerts to our users to educate them. So let's say, for example, you are sending your phone number in a room. We are going to send you an alert to say, hey, this is a private information you should not share to anyone else because it can be dangerous for you. On today's show, I'm talking to Sasha, the CEO of Yubo, a new social media platform for Gen Z. This is Tech Talks, your twice-weekly technology podcast with myself, David Savage, where we talk to leaders from across the industry and bring you some news and opinion. Good evening, Akish. It's a beautiful evening. It feels like spring again after it being rubbish for the last couple of weeks. Lovely evening, isn't it? I'm, I'm literally just looking over and imagining the sunset that we would see over uh, over our offices, actually, in the, in the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sunset behind St. Paul's. St. Paul's and, and the skyscrapers, yeah. but I've got chimneys in southeast London and Dulwich over here. Uh, That's not so bad. That's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I went for a nice is. walk. I, I and I had a light a light jacket and mm. sunglasses on. And I was like, well, this is glorious. It's very uh, very spring chic, isn't it? Wearing the old jacket and sunglasses. Very Oh yeah. Very, very uh Sloan Square and, and High Street Kensington type attire, isn't it? <laughs> Apart from the fact that I've moved to a village where everyone wears wellies or walking boots. So Yeah, correct, yeah. <laughs> and when when you press when, when you press the uh, the button at the pedestrian crossing, you're just as likely to find a car as a tractor. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone's got a, uh, a Land Rover Defender knocking around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've all got their, um, oh, what what are the boots? Hunter boots. Um, Hunter boots and barber yeah. jackets. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was me rocking me Sam Smiths. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we could tell this guy's come from the city. He'll change. <laughs> he's, he's walking way too fast and way too eagerly. He'll change. <laughs> Box fresh white trainers. Yeah. What, what on earth is this kid doing? <laughs> He'll change. He'll come round to our side soon. Man. I need to connect with some like-minded individuals. Clearly, clearly I'm having trouble connecting with like-minded individuals. And guess what? Guess what, Akish? (laughs) Enlighten me. Yubo (laughs) is a place to make new friends who share your outlook. Our guest today is Sasha Lazimi. He is the co-founder and CEO of Yubo. So we're going to jump into the interview. Then myself and Akish will be back uh, with some commentary on it afterwards. This morning, I'm talking to Sasha, the CEO and co-founder of Yubo. How are you this morning? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very happy to, to be here. Joining us on the line from Paris. Paris in the springtime, a lovely place to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we have the sun back and, uh, and the day is on uh, very early. So this is, this is a great uh, city to live right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, Sasha, very quickly, uh, before we get into anything else, let's talk about Yubo and, and what Yubo is. Yes, of course. So Yubo is a social space designed for Generation Z to socialize online all around the world. And basically, it's a, a public space with small group of people that are interacting publicly with video, audio and chat in real time based on the topic of the conversation and based on who they are. And our vision is to take the best of offline interactions and add the power of the technology to that to make sure that you will connect instantly with the right group of people anywhere in the world at any time in a very safe environment. So when you say kind of real time, it's almost just like a a live conversation drop-in. 
Yes, exactly. So, so it's like it's like entering in a in a big festival or in a big place where you have a lot of people. And what would happen in real life? Small group of people will create based on who they are and based on the conversation. And you can just either create your own group or either jump in a group and start speaking with them if they invite you to to to, to speak with them. And what we think is that the Generation Z is the is the most connected generation in the world and they have a strong need to socialize online as they have a need to socialize offline because there is no difference for them between online and offline. And you cannot socialize online on any other social network or on any gaming platform because it's around the gameplay. And on Nubo, you can socialize because it's all about real-time conversation, group behavior, and people. Okay, so look, first of all, where did the idea come from? Yeah, so 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 basically, it's been ten years that with my co-founder, the three of us, we've been trying to improve the way of how people connect and interact online. And we launched two products before we launched Yubo. The first one was a geolocated group chat where people could communicate anonymously. The second one was a product where you could meet one person per day, either for networking, for friendship, for sports. And then the last one was uh, was Yubo. So I would say that Yubo is just an iteration of what we've created before with my co-founder. But when we launched Yubo, instead of starting with an idea, which what we've done with the previous app, we started with a very simple problem. We noticed that it's still existing today, which is that millions of people are sharing their Snapchat username online, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on all their websites to make new friends on Snapchat. And five years ago, before launching Yubo, Snapchat was mainly a platform to connect with your best friend. And there is still no discovery on Snapchat. If you don't have the username of someone or the phone number, you cannot add them as a friend. So we just wanted to to understand who were sharing their Snapchat username online and why they were sharing their Snapchat username. If it was to become an influencer, if it was to find new content to follow, if it was to socialize and make new friends. And we create a very quick MVP, a very quick product to solve this issue, this problem, to create a platform just to make new friends on Snapchat. And after a year, we reached 5 million users. We understood that our target was a Generation Z because five years ago, we had 99% of users between 13 to 17. And we understood that they were not here to become an influencer, that they were here to socialize with other people. And at this point, we started creating what is Yubo today. Interesting there that you mentioned, you know, did, did people kind of go on there because they wanted to become an influencer? Because... Yubo is influencer free. Uh, and you, yeah. you've kind of said that uh, Gen Z is hungry for genuine online interactions without the pressure of how many likes content gets. So you've designed it uh, basically to to be as authentic without influencers and without followers and without likes as, as you possibly can, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So basically, there is no point for an influencer to come on, on Yubo because we don't save the conversation on average, it's a conversation with up to 10 people, five to 10 people. And and the maximum number of streamers we have 
within the room will be linked to the time of the the time length of the room. So by that, I mean the more streamer, streamer, the more um, I would say the more broadcaster we have in the same room, the more the room will last. So if we have only one influencers speaking to to the community or speaking to the, to, to the other participant, then it won't work because no one will come in the in the room and they can do that on Instagram, on Twitch, on YouTube, on TikTok. So on Nubo, as it's all about group behavior, there is no point for, for, for being an influencer on the platform because they won't have a big audience. It's going to be maximum 10 to, to 20 people in the in the room. And you cannot save the content, you cannot share the content, you cannot like the content. At the end of the conversation, when, when there is no more broadcaster in the room, then the room is over. You can create another one if you want. But basically, exactly like in in, in in real life, you know. So look, I mean, where you have these online platforms and, and all of the social platforms have this particular issue, you, you have to worry about safety and, and where you've got people who can literally join from anywhere in the world and drop into these conversations. Um, you know, the, if we think back during the pandemic, kind of people Zoom bombing meetings and even sharing inappropriate images or camera streams in meetings, you know, it, it can happen to corporate platforms, never mind platforms designed for, for social interaction. How are you keeping users safe, especially when you're talking about younger, perhaps more vulnerable members of society? Yeah, I would say that safety is our main priority since we are building Yubo and since we, we are building social networks with my co-founder. And today we are very proud to say that we are one of the leaders in terms of real-time moderation on the on the platform because as our vision is to reproduce the way of how you interact offline, we want you to behave as you behave offline. So at the sign up, we are going to do identity verification in order to put you in the right age group. And it can go up to asking for your passport or your identity card to make sure this is the, the, the real you and this is your real age. Then we are going to do beyond simple moderation because we are going to send real-time alerts to our users to educate them. So let's say, for example, you are sending your phone number in a room. We are going to send you an alert to say, hey, this is a private information. You should not share to anyone else because it can be dangerous for you. And then the message won't be sent if you decide to delete what you were supposed to, to send. And we are doing that because we think that we have a strong responsibility, not only as a platform, but also in educating our users to make sure that they will understand why this is inappropriate and why they should not do that. And then we process everything that is visual and textual into strong algorithm to delete automatically any content that could be inappropriate on the, on the, on the platform. We have safety specialists that will review everything that is reported either by the community or by the algorithm. And last but not least, we work closely with all the government, with the biggest NGO in the world to make internet safer. Because we don't think this is only about Hubo or only about our platform, but we think that if we work closely with all the regulators and all the people that are using internet, then we can build something that will be safe for everyone online and we can have a, a global regulation for all the platform. 
It's just out of interest. You know, the pandemic has put a lot of people in situations where they're quite lonely and they're on their own, not just Generation Z. You know, what happens if a if a millennial or Gen Y person decides that they want to get on Ubo? You said there that you've got to you've got to prove that you're the age that you are. Is this exclusively for Gen Z? At some point, it's uh, I would say yes, because we we have ninety nine percent of users between thirteen to twenty five today, so we don't have users over twenty five, and and at some point when you are between thirteen to twenty five, if you are after school or during the weekend or during holidays, you are mostly in your room, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a kind of the same lockdown, but but this is because you are young and at some point you have to stay at home. And but what happened with the lockdown is that millennials and older generation they started to understand what we were building because it has always been difficult to explain to investors and to older generation, even people from my age, what we were doing because they were all saying, guys, you can socialize offline. We are not doing. We are not socializing online. The only thing we can do online is maybe dating, but. Speaking with a group of people, there is no point of doing it uh, online. And with the confinement, all their generations started to understand that there is also a life online and you can have exactly the same interactions as you, you have offline, you know. No, it's interesting. It's, I can see how it's shifting the dynamic, and I, I, I suppose that can only help you, especially when it comes to that investment vehicle. Uh, look, it's 2020, obviously, then was an opportunity because people were isolated even more for a platform like this and and whilst we don't want to kind of draw positives from the pandemic there have to be some opportunities for growth otherwise economies aren't going to aren't going to grow new jobs aren't going to be going to be created i was sent over some information by the pr company prior to this and it, it was talking about stats in the uk you're a french business you're based in france um is the uk has the uk been a particular uh, growth area for you Yes, yes. Actually, the, the US and the UK are the two main countries of Hubble, and uh, and we have always very we have always been growing a lot in English speaking countries. Mm-hmm. And the first country is the US. The second country is the UK. And I would say that this is because of how we started. As at the beginning, we were targeting the people that wanted to make new friends on Snapchat. We targeted the Snapchat users, and it was mainly users based in the US, the UK, Australia, and Nordic country. And then when we created this group chat in real time, it it's not about the location, but it's about the languages, you know? So at some point, as soon as we started having enough users speaking English, we started growing organically in those countries. And as we've been strong at the beginning in the UK, we continue to to, to be very strong in a, in the UK, and and that's why the UK is one of our main countries. And you mentioned there about the the strength of of English language, but you've got some really interesting growth plans to go into Southeast Asia, uh, Japan, Taiwan, South Korea. Uh, that must provide does that provide a new technical challenge from from your for your point of view for your technical team? So on the on the technical part, it, it we don't have any challenge because uh, the tech is created, the project is, is created. But I would say that, that the challenge is to have enough enough critical mass in those countries that speak the same languages to have enough group of people. Because on Yubo, it's all about uh, engagement network effect. It's like a big party. The more people you have in the party, the more activities you have in the party, the more fun people will have and the more they will stay. 
at the party. And the less people you have, the less activities you have, the less engaged they are on uh, on Ubo or at the, the party. So it's exactly the same when we are launching a new a new country. And that's why we decided to launch uh, South America, for example, because we started having users organically there that wanted to learn English, for example, because we had a lot of users based in North America or in the UK, and they wanted to enter in those room. And at some point, it created a small community in those countries. So we want to launch the country where we already have some users there. And there is also some country like the Philippines or Thailand, where the people speak very fluently English, you know. Mm. Now, I suppose I suppose my question more comes from a kind of a product design point of view and a, and a user experience point of view. Because like, yeah, okay, English language is, is a wonderful way to grow. Uh, but, you know, the English and French teenagers don't really socialize culturally that that differently to each other. It's it's fairly kind of similar culturally in that regard. You know, like going to bars, probably like trying to kind of sneak out and do more from their parents than they should do at an early age. You know, pretty pretty similar. But when you're talking about Southeast Asia or Japan or South Korea, you've you've got to have some cultural differences there that might slightly right. influence the way that people interact and socialize naturally, right? Right, right. No, no, you, 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 you are totally right, and that's why we need to grow the community within within the country and start having a, a strong physical mass in those country. Because at some point, maybe they, they they will only want to speak with people from their country, and they won't be uh, willing to speak with people from other country or people mm. from Europe. So, so that's why it's it's more difficult for for us. But this is a, a big challenge to to launch those country because if we want to launch those country, we need to be strong very quickly in those country we need to do big marketing campaign to start having enough critical mass in those country to to make sure it will work otherwise we might not have enough rooms enough people in 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 the in the platform and it cannot take off so one last final question i'd just be interested in in how you're kind of funding yourself because the, the platform's ad free right so where does your revenue come from yeah so 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 as you said we we don't have any ads but we 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 have the same model as gaming platform. So what we are doing is the platform is, is completely free, but there is some paying feature that will increase your experience that we cannot give to everyone. Because if we give to everyone the same, those feature, it won't increase the experience of a few people. So it's a kind of a win-win. And, and we, we, we are launching some paying features that will multiply by 10 your experience and make sure that you will socialize faster on the platform and it doesn't cost anything for us. We are not depending on any other third party. We just need to develop the feature. Then if it's working, the, some users will pay, we, we earn money with it. And those users are very happy because they have a, a return into their investment because they will socialize faster on, 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 on the platform. So whilst you don't obviously want to create I suppose inequality in the platform. At the same time, if if a small group of users pay, it allows there to be free access for everybody. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So, 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 so at some point, we don't have to make everyone pay on the platform. Almost everything is free. Like mm -hmm. the whole platform is 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 free. I would say, but there is only maybe three to five features that are paying features, and right. that. Even if you don't pay, you you will still have the same experience, you know, on the on the on the platform. 
Look, it's been a pleasure to speak to you. It's it's fascinating. It kind of says a lot about kind of social interaction, human interaction, especially uh, over the last year. So so best of luck, and uh, yeah, do enjoy do enjoy beautiful Paris in the springtime. Uh, very jealous. I, I know it's a, a wonderful place to be at this time of year. So thanks for thanks for your time. Thanks, thank you, David, for for the invitation. It was great speaking with you. Right, Keish. Um, unfortunately for us, neither, neither of us are um, are Gen Z. I mean. I'm I'm quite like you know on the edge of millennial Gen Y to be perfectly honest. I'm I'm like one of the world's oldest millennials. Mm. Um, you're you're smack bang millennial. I am, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had to ask a Gen Zer that I know, like, hmm. excuse me, have you, you know, the old person asking you now, have you ever heard of you, Bo? Because it's quite interesting. We obviously get a lot of companies on the show. Um, but here was the, that I've heard of. Here yeah. was one that I haven't heard of because I'm old and it's not aimed at me. But yes, yeah. Yeah. she told me she had heard of Ubo. She didn't use it because she felt she had enough friends, but some of her friends were on it. Oh, and also it's one of those it's one of those things or organisations and products that we've had on the show, right? Where because we because I couldn't go on it, and because Sasha said, "Oh, you know, we asked to verify age and that sort of thing." I almost like I, I was very close to downloading the app and, and kind of just going, well, I want to see what this is about. And then when he said, oh, no, you won't be allowed access onto it because I'm 30 years old. And they'll be like, oh, God, OK. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is well, it, was, it was almost like he didn't say that you wouldn't be allowed access, but it's like yeah. all of their users are 13 to 25. So no one's going to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Has my dad sent you? <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you oh, does my no. older brother send you to spy on me um but yeah no, no but i was quite impressed like you know i asked one person and sophia was like yeah, i've heard of it and and you would think if it wasn't particularly big that you wouldn't <laughs> you didn't just go to the one person and be like have you heard of this thing and they mm. yeah absolutely so mm. it's obviously penetrating markets and doing mm. very well and as as sasha says you know, UK, uh, America, English language speaking countries, they are seeing phenomenal growth, proving that there are a lot of people in that demographic who are not loners, Akish, mm. but mm. lonely due to the pandemic. Lonely, lonely, loners. And do you know what? what? Yeah, one thing I actually thought about, given that kind of age bracket, a lot of them or a large proportion of people in that age bracket will be living at home with yes. parents. parents away yes. from schools universities where obviously they've got a lot of interaction and a lot well, of them if you're, talking, if you're talking about that 13 upwards bracket then yeah, yeah, 13, uh, yeah, 13 yeah. To, to 18 absolutely 100 percent. and and i think and and whilst i was listening to it i was like this is actually a great platform for these guys and girls to actually connect with each other and and you know whatever they want to talk about whether it's it's kind of you know whether it's kind of one of those things and, and <laughs> this is where you're gonna appear so out of touch yeah i, mean, I, I don't know what 13 to, 30 to 25 talk about uh, dragon Ball Z, about, pokemon yeah. pokemon Cartoon <laughs> network i don't know um oh, no, but like, yeah but do you, do you know what i mean like back to school and all these sorts of things and yeah fair enough yeah, yeah. um yeah, and also I'm surprised how many of them have phones. Well, I got a phone when I was 15, 16, I think. <laughs> I got a phone when I was fifteen, sixteen. 
but it was useless. It yeah, was... yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't do anything. I was paid 10p yeah. for every text message I sent. Um, my mind only held 10 text messages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, with kids these days, they, they got all the gadgets, don't they? Yeah, um, I, I love it. You know, it's, it's, it, I like, I like what they're trying to do. I do, mm. I do, I like, we're joking around saying that we're old and whatever else, which we are in the context of this. Mm. Um, but the, the, the fact that people are trying to find people on platforms like Snapchat and whatever else, and here they've now made a social media platform that caters to that, mm. but in a safe way. And and I'm I was really pleased to hear Sasha talk very passionately and and well thought through about safety, um, about mm. making sure that it, it remains a space where you would yeah. be happy with someone who's 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 spending yeah. their time. Uh, yeah. And look, let's let's not let's not brush over the fact that it wasn't too long ago we were talking about child abuse online on this podcast yeah. Um, yeah. with the IWF. So it's absolutely um, something that organizations, if they are targeting that demographic, it has to be absolutely a central pillar of what they're doing. got to be watertight. Absolutely got to be watertight because, and I'll say it on here and whoever listens, if they find offense, the internet is full of creeps, right? And, and weirdos and. Well, humanity is unfortunately. And yeah, humanity, but especially and, those that. And the internet wanna, provides a safe space for you to. Exactly. You to, exactly. Especially those that are looking to prey on, 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 on younger people, whatever. I mean, and, and that's why, to be honest, the product and, and, and the app itself, I've got a lot more kind of, you know, uh, time for it and also i was like i was genuinely interested because how they get the security element right whereas i mean you know he mentioned it you could have this sort of conversation on instagram and um you know kind of other social media facebook's all that sort of thing whatsapp mm. whatever facetime but the security element isn't as kind of you know constrained and and for parents i think as well especially nowadays where parents are having to juggle their kids and work and living at home and, and pandemic and all that sort of thing if they are mentally you know kind of i guess secure and, and know that all right he or she is on a platform which i know is is secure and there's not nothing dodgy that can happen there that's yeah good. yeah absolutely and i i think there's there's something to be said about building a platform that is specifically it's it's almost sounds i don't like clubhouse but it almost sounds like it's got elements of clubhouse and dropping in and talking about topics that are really relevant mm. to you youtube is not a good place i don't think for 15 16 17 year olds to be um mm. i read today that facebook are trying to develop an instagram for under 13 year olds which i haven't so this is this is this might be wildly inaccurate um as a first impression from me but i just that just makes me go you know yeah um because that is so based around, or at least Instagram is so based around image and imagery. Mm. And you can find some fantastic stuff on Instagram, but yeah. you have to trawl through a lot of stuff that can be quite damaging to young people. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think if we if we look at that and if it's all built on, for example, Instagram, and it's all kind of going to be built on influencers and what kid is is better than the other and all this sort of stuff, if, if it's going on the same model as Instagram for adults, um, 
you know, then I, I don't know. I don't really see that idea floating, you know, because there's, there's 10, 11 year olds on Instagram that have got millions of followers, right. That do all these like toy reviews and all these sort of stuff. And, you know, I just think what sort of, what element is, I don't know, what, what sort of environment is that providing for people with a 10 year old at home who, who mm. looks at this guy and, you know, says, oh, he's got all the best toys and latest toys and gets companies that send him and endorse him and all these sorts of things. And it's like, what do you do? Um, you know, but Ubo, to be honest, you know, definitely decent. It, it reminds me of like the 13 to 25 year old version of House Party, kind of. Do you remember House Party? Yeah. In lock- what, in lockdown lock- one. In- Lockdown one, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's kind of like, well, I don't know. That was quite funny. Um, when that came out, everyone was always in the house, ready for a house oh, party. Yeah. I preferred Quiplash. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't get on that. Oh, Quiplash was great. Quiplash. Was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah I, I remember house party and oh man. I think because at that time everyone was just excited about being home, right? So you were just you were just downloading anything and everything just to kind of keep going. When Zoom um, quizzes were still, yay, instead of, oh. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and Dabby Afalabi, if he's listening, he was always in the house ready for a house party. But, uh, was he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Every two minutes you get a little notification saying he's in the house. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> couldn't get hold of him at work, but he was in the All house right. ready for a house party. <laughs> There's your loner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think Yubo uh, is Yubo's fulfilling something that right now, I mean, Christ, kids, kids are sociable. Kids need to talk to each other. Um, it's a part of your life where friends mean a whole m- amount. And I was walking through Westfield yesterday because I had to get over to a, 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 an essential hospital appointment in East London. I wasn't just randomly wandering through Westfield for no reason. But mm. the amount of, of teenagers, boys and girls, um, just walking around, spending time together. And, you know, you kind of go, well, it's probably breaking lockdown rules, but you, you, it's, it would take a very cold-hearted person not to sympathize absolutely absolutely and the fact that the weather's a little bit nicer and they are able to oh well you remember as well, when, you, when you're in that part of london like you just see high-rise building after high-rise building after high-rise building there are a lot of families yeah. there who don't have green space who, you know and the only oh christ it must the parents must be like yes get out of the house yeah <laughs> um so it's, it's great it would be very 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 uh narrow-minded to be kind of like you shouldn't be out it's lockdown um uh, but it's great that there are people out there like sasha building platforms to try and cater for this demograph who i think have probably been more well have been more adversely affected than any other yeah. pandemic. The, the the only other thing I would say is I just hope that it doesn't have a negative effect on people's social skills at that age, especially, and they don't start to not you when know, kind of just, come out the other side. Yeah, and, and I just hope that you know because at that age, I guess you know if, if a large part of your interaction has been on on and via this app, I just hope that it doesn't have any behavioral there are so there are social platforms out there that that if this wasn't there they would use anyway and they're using snapchat and whatever else better to have one that actually is designed to mimic real social interaction around interests and does it safely Uh, you know social is social is part of the world it's not going to go away yeah yeah true true exactly so we can uh yeah we can we can keep going i guess but yubo good product like it Right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about a piece of news which is huge. A couple of years ago, Michael and Jacob, two friends from London, were both thinking about their consumption and sustainability as a whole. 
Michael, a professional footballer at the time, realised he had no options when it came to sustainable sportswear. Overconsumption and underuse was all too common. Hilo was born, a sportswear brand fighting for the planet by changing mindsets. They started with a running shoe made with seven natural materials, and the shoe can be recycled at the end of its life. As a company, they've offset their carbon to beyond zero, making them carbon negative. You can find out more about Hilo and support their mission at hiloathletics.com. That's H-Y-L-O. We support the Hilo movement. Huge news. Huge news. Donald (laughs) Trump is returned to social media in a few months with his own platform, says a spokesperson. Oh, joy of joys. That's not going to be the biggest right-wing echo chamber ever, is it? Oh, God, I saw this come through the other day. How it made like BBC News as well was just hilarious, and it was like it was like his um, his local or his advisor has now told people that uh, Donald Trump will launch his own social media platform within months. What is it going to be? Apparently, it's going to completely redefine the game. Right? Yeah. How? How? I don't Someone know. tell me. Is it because he's allowed on it and he's not allowed on anything else? Is, is that what he's doing? I love it. that his spokesman is obviously just like taking from the, like as eloquent as Donald. This new platform is going to be big. Yeah. Right. Okay. Everyone wants him and he's going to bring millions and millions, tens of millions to this platform. So, oh God, can he just go away? <laughs> he's just, he's just so desperate and he just to get himself in the limelight, you know, come back I, I kind of i kind of admire him for just wanting to stay relevant really i think i mean pff, you I'm know sure i admire him for it it's just well no like, i mean he's just he's oh. just not he's just not giving up is he and he's actually just being very all in your face and, and trying to get onto it right so i mean i just i just imagine it's basically going to be donald trump's twitter account followers on one platform <laughs> that's all yeah, I can and, yeah well, it, well that, that's what i was thinking right and and also it would just be people, and I guess the news outlets. Um, oh, and Russian bots. Who, who, <laughs> don't, don't forget those. Um, who just want to be, you know, following his every moment. Like, oh, I don't know, man. What's it, what's it going to be called as well? Trumpogram. I, I imagine he. <laughs> I, I imagine he's not going to. I, I, you know, I, I don't think he'll put that much thought into it. If I'm honest. Dither. Yeah, I can't imagine just got booted something like that i don't know twitter boot got booted anyway Um, that's just yeah from one you know i i ubo brilliant this makes you just want to bleed um well no exactly and also ubo's there looking out for kind of people in a certain age bracket you know trying to do some kind of social aspect of, of of a product and and the ethical side and then you got this chump who just you know <laughs> got kicked out got kicked got kicked off twitter you know all this big social media platform has said well we're not going to open an account for oh, you the kid at school who, who who doesn't get bit for something oh, i'm going to go for my own team well oh, it's mate. a sport rich kid isn't it it's it's, it's, it's literally the sport rich kid oh you're not going to get paid oh that's fine i'm you know my, my my dad's gonna sort me out, and over here he's just like, well, I'll just sort it out myself, no problem. I wouldn't be surprised if he builds his own White House somewhere in Florida now. <laughs> just going, Mar-a-Gol I don't need it. or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, man. Anyway, anyway, we, silly, yeah. bloke, silly bloke, silly bloke. 
Akisha's in-depth scientific analysis there. Yeah, and we've probably lost another few uh, US listeners, I guess. Oh, I, re- I really don't care if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> to anyone so, in the US that got offended, we're really sorry. Uh, but we I, I didn't want you listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> These views no, are our own. Turn, I don't want to turn this into an echo chamber. Of course, I'm open to polarizing views. <laughs> I'm just not obviously a fan of Donald Trump. Sorry. Um, yeah. It's my podcast, I can say that. Uh, right. <laughs> Akish, thanks yes. for your time. No problem. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Friday.